This is Your Working Life, a podcast that provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. I'm a speaker and a career and executive coach, and today I am thrilled to welcome Gina Dubay and Dr. Leslie Apgar to the show. Ladies, welcome. I am so excited to have you. Thank you. It is our pleasure to be here. So nice to meet you, Caroline. Now, you two are a power duo, and you're going to be talking about how you have launched a holistic medical practice that dispenses marijuana for patients. So that's quite that's quite a start. So let, let's <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah, mic drop. So let, let's go back. Tell us how it all began, because you were neighbors for many years. So bring us back and, and help me understand how you got this idea, because you've known each other for a long time. So yeah. Gina, Gina, go for it. It is quite funny. Leslie and I were backdoor neighbors. She moved into our development, gosh, I want to say 25 years ago. Yeah. Crazy. So that's hard to believe. And we both had smaller children, elementary school. So, you know, when school was out one day or we had a snow day, Les was always in the ER or the operating room. And so her little one would come my way. My little one could go her way. And that's how we began as friends. Yeah. So really what had happened was I had opened up a medical spa because I was a little bit uh, frustrated with the way that traditional medicine was going. And my patients certainly had complaints that I couldn't address over in the OBGYN office. And it was over there that one of my patients mentioned that the medical cannabis industry was coming to Maryland and she wanted to use my credentials on her bid for the application one thing led to another. There was talk of funding and the need for capital. And I said, well, I know somebody who has that. And I know somebody who can get that. That would be my best friend, Gina. So we arranged to have a meeting (laughs) with their uh, team out in California. And of course we did that. We had played tennis on Wednesday and like every working mother does, you try to cram two things in at once. So we had just played tennis and we had a conference cause. We left tennis to drive home. And it was fascinating. The gentleman was explaining to us their premise and how they were going to make money and why she, why we should invest. And the gentleman said, I said to him, well, I, can you explain to me how the return profile is on this? How exactly are we going to make money? And he said, oh, honey, you would never understand the math. Wow. I was totally taken aback. I had never been mansplained to quite so effectively. <laughs> <laughs> well, get in line. So anyway, Gina got irritated and she and I, um, I of course was embarrassed. I was humiliated that I had wasted my best friend's time with this. And I just shrugged it off and said, well, I guess we're not doing that. But Gina got irritated. And I guess when she gets irritated, she gets even. So she <laughs> she went to the computer and looked at the requirements to bid and, the, and called me as soon as I walked in my front door and said, hey, we're going to bid this ourselves. And that was in 2015. Yeah. And that was right, I guess, maybe two weeks before it was due. And uh, so we were kind of cramming this in. I was about ready to leave for my honeymoon. And so Gina was sort of saddled with writing this whole um, application. We um, worked on it together as far as the premise and what we thought we would, what would set us apart and how we would be different than the traditional cannabis um, dispensary is run. But uh, much to our surprise and delight, one year later, we won. <laughs> Which there was nobody more surprised than we were at the time, because when we wrote it, we had 10 full days to write it. 
We didn't have time to incorporate an LLC. We bid it under my name. I just sat down and decided to write. And I said to Les, ah, it'll take about 20 hours. Well, it took about 120 hours and 600 pages. But when it went in, I guess we did okay. Yeah. Well done. Well done. So were there any, um, was there a stigma that you had to break through with who knows, right? Neighbors, the business community, family, colleagues, right? Was there any pushback of really a cannabis industry? Tell me more or a cannabis business. I have to say that was the hardest thing. And as women, we try to nurture, we try to build relationships I have never encountered such in-your-face negativity as we did with this. Yeah. You know, we lost friends. That's one of the first five lessons we would give to people. You will lose friends if you have a cannabis dispensary. There is so much disinformation swirling about, positive and negative, and people have very preconceived notions. And so there were people that I have been friends with for 30 years who just could not reconcile the fact that I, a non-cannabis user, had bid for this. The second thing is the banks have been horrendous. The bank with which I have my mortgage, my children's college savings accounts, everything, called me up when the announcements were made and invited me to leave the bank. And I said to them, are you asking all the males that have won to leave the bank? And there was dead silence. And they said, well, we don't know about them because they're hidden in an LLC. And I said, well, when you ask them to leave, you can ask me to leave. And I put the phone down. But it is a challenge. You can't get a bank. We can't get credit cards. Facebook cancels our accounts. You can't get a mortgage. I can't count my income toward a mortgage. Yeah, we can't advertise. So really the only thing we can advertise on are the social media platforms, which is insane, uh, but true. But obviously the stigma was pervasive pervasive from the medical standpoint, obviously, right? I mean, we weren't taught about the endocannabinoid system. It hadn't even been discovered when I was in medical school. And all I learned in medical school was don't do drugs, right? It's Nancy Reagan era. This is your brain on drugs. That's what I told my children. Right, right. You know, and so (laughs) it was um, quite a leap of faith. It was probably the thing that took me the most amount of courage uh, one of one of the things that took me the most amount of courage in my life to actually do, which was to jump from traditional safe medicine that I had been, gosh, practicing for over 20 years uh, into the cannabis industry. And my my colleagues and my fellow doctors thought that I was nuts. And they said, you're throwing your career away. Like, what are you doing? Are you sure, Leslie? And funny enough, they are now coming to me as patients or sending me their loved ones. So tincture of time is something to do with this because the stigma was a lot worse five years ago than it Absolutely. is today. Like we've really, Absolutely. really changed a lot. But yes, it was pretty terrifying. So let me clarify too: the state of Maryland, medical marijuana is legal, not recreational. Did did that help at all with your branding and your you know push to say, look, we're helping people live healthier lives? You know, we think that it did, but it still took a long time for people in general to accept cannabis as a legitimate healing methodology. And that's the one thing that we have learned here because we've seen, gosh, five or 10,000 patients at this point, and we've watched it. We've Mm. watched it in, in real time. We've watched people not win over cancer, but extend their lifespan 
and have a better quality yeah. of life. Right, having have more meaningful time with their loved ones as it gets closer to the end instead of just being in a coma from opioids. So it's it's really been the most impactful medicine I've ever practiced. So it's uh, I think that in answer to your question, we were very focused in what our business was going to be. We were very mindful and very stubborn about what greenhouse wellness meant and how we were going to be different and how we were going to buck the system. And even to this day, that's still top of mind. And And we're asked frequently why we are so successful. And I think that anybody is successful when they have that single-minded vision and intention every day. Uh, we really believe in our vision and we really believe in what in the company that we have built. So it's pretty easy to um, be true to that on a daily basis. I am grateful though that I have a partner to reinforce that because I think we as women tend to second guess ourselves, and without somebody else next to you going, no, I believe. No, I see. So true. I think it would be easy to have been derailed. Right. It's, it's, I mean, like we've been told no in every <laughs> single way that you could be told no. And we're usually told no by men because men definitely dominate this industry. But you don't know us, but we're very stubborn and we're, um, you know, we're, we have big mouths. We say what we think and, and we walk the walk that we talk. And it's been really fun having my best friend by my side. It's been interesting because there have been times when we went out to buy product and we were told, no, you can't have it or you can't have it at that price. And I'd go, wait a second, the guy down the way is getting it at that price. And they'd say, we have to buy a certain quantity. And I'm like, okay, well, we'll take that quantity. And they said, well, we don't have any. So it's a very hidden kind of agenda. But the good thing for us is we've survived and thrived in the environment and now we're one of the top dispensaries in Maryland. We just won number one dispensary in the United States last year through Cannabis Dispensary. And we've proven that our concept works. Though be it different, it works. And we're also showing other women and girls that women can lead and they can do things well. And that's been one of the most fulfilling things for me, being so interested in women's health, obviously, is to show by example, how to do things and to encourage all of the women that surround us to be as big as they want to be and to jump. And that's what um, led us to derive our first product company called Blaceva, which is a line of products predominantly for women, although they are used by men. And the number one complaint from women is anxiety and sleep. And I don't think that's totally different from your practice as an OBGYN. Um, you know, in the traditional practice of medicine, patients have been conditioned to come in with a complaint and expect a pill to fix it. And it, it turns out healing isn't like that. You actually need to get to the root of the problem as to why there's an issue instead of just trying to put a Band-Aid on, like take an Advil for your headache. Well, why don't you figure out why you're getting headaches? So it was it was really tiresome for me to be talking to patients about, well, I don't want to have sex with my husband. My husband wants you to give me a pill, so I'll have sex with him. And it doesn't really feel that good anymore. And also, I just have this anxiety all the time. I can't fall asleep. I can't sleep. All the things that women were, were telling me for 20 years. And when Gina and I opened the doors of this dispensary and saw how many women were coming in here, and we looked around at the products that were on the shelves to sell to these women, we were horrified. 
And we looked at each other and we said, we wouldn't be attracted to this stuff. It was oh, awful. You don't want to buy some hoodie tag? Yeah, an AK-47. Yeah, I mean, it's just gross. <laughs> and and so I think that it, Gina and I have really stepped into ourselves and into our own power. And, and we believe in ourselves so that if we are attracted to something, chances are the rest of our cohort is also going to be attracted to that. And so that was really the impetus for placebo as well as the science behind it. I mean, this industry is just all about the THC and it's just not the way the medicine works. And if you actually start studying the pharmacodynamics of it and you understand that it's a very potent molecule and you don't need very much to get the job done, you change the way that these things are formulated. So really we were met with kind of great success and, and delight by our patients. So the first placebo product was Balance, which was for anxiety and sleep. It has very little THC in it, but it has the correct cannabinoids and CBD. It's designed for women to medicate discreetly. The scents are vanilla, cucumber, and you can have it in a disposable pin tucked in your cosmetic bag. It's the equivalent of a deep exhale or a half a glass of wine. It just takes the edge off and allows you to continue your day in an unimpaired manner. Right. And obviously with this pandemic, we've seen a huge uptick in anxiety. And I used to joke with my patients that I know what's in your Starbucks cup on the sidelines of the soccer field as you're standing there bundled up watching your little Johnny play soccer. It's not Starbucks. I know what's in that cup. So this is, this is a healthier option for our, for our patients. So ladies, I'm going to stop there because we need to take a quick break, but we're going to be right back. And I want to hear more about Blaceba, but I also want to talk to you about how you have broken ground in a a male dominated industry. So we'll be right back. Your working life is powered by your stories. We want to hear more from our listeners about your experiences in the workplace. Tell us what challenges you've overcome or tips you've learned along the way. And even better, if you don't have the answers, let us know what issues you want to know more about. We want this podcast to serve all of your working life needs. Send me an email at caroline at carolinedowdhiggins.com. So I, I'm fascinated by all this. I know we can't see each other. We're in podcast form, but I'm, I'm taking copious notes. I'm learning so much and I've explored your website and we're going to talk about your book soon as well. But the concept of placebo is, is so um, gratifying to know, look, anxiety and, and sleep deprivation or, or sleep issues are prevalent, especially as we navigate out of this pandemic. What about the women who are listening that are saying, yeah, but my state doesn't have legal dispensaries for medical marijuana. What do they do? What's interesting, if we look at the United States, I believe 33 states currently have medical marijuana with the elections in the next two years coming up and they expect six to seven more. So the first thing is it's going to be available across our country soon. The second thing is we have Placeva here in Maryland, but we are looking for a multi-state operator to roll it out across the United States because there is a deficit 
of any cannabis product for women. Yeah. Right. And also, you know, there's CBD everywhere and people should certainly look to find quality CBD because CBD is very positive. I mean, it has a lot of healing benefits. It obviously the plant works better when you combine different components of it, but CBD is a treatment for anxiety. And a lot of patients have found it to be a starting point. So as you're waiting for your state to get a medical program, you can always look into a nice reputable company for CBD. And you really believe you I've read this in the book that cannabis can help end the opioid epidemic. I mean, that's a strong statement. So speak to that. Yeah, it's uh, we've seen it firsthand, Carolyn. It's just it's the most r- remarkable thing. Patients come in with a laundry list of medications that they're on, and I ask them which one of these would you like to get off of first. And every single time, it's the opioid that they point to because they can't stand the side effects. And traditional medicine and the big pharma. I mean, we've done a really bad disservice to our patients over the years by over-prescribing these opioids and sort of leaving people to fend for themselves. So yes, we're, we're changing and it's maybe too little too late. And as it turns out now, we have a bunch of people that are addicted to opioids and they don't want to be. So they come in here and they are using cannabis to wean themselves off of the opioids. So cannabis works in a couple of ways. It potentiates or makes stronger the effects of their opioids, so they need less to get the same job done. And secondly, it helps to take away the withdrawal and the cravings that people have as they come off of opioids. And all I can tell you is that here on the front lines, we have seen it happen. Our very first patient came in on enough opioids to kill an elephant, and I actually even talked to my physician friends about how much she was on and everybody just met me with a slack jaw. Like, are you kidding me? Uh, But yeah, she has her life back. She weaned off in three months and is now off all of her opioids and has her life back. She can drive. She can see her children. Yeah. She can function. It is the most exciting and gratifying thing to see her walk in with her eyes clear. Her gait is good. She's like a different person. And if there's no other reason to do this, that's number one. Do you see that Blasiva is potentially part of a wellness practice for the woman next door, right? Who just wants a little more control over the 24-hour period ahead of her? We do, because our second product, Soothe, is for pain, chronic pain, perimenopausal pain, menopause, um, and the vitriosis, you know, yeah. painful sex, all the things. And it is designed to keep you awake while you're using it. Because so many people, when they use cannabis, it makes them sleepy. And so this one was intentionally designed to be a daytime use. And people love it. We're coming out with a weight loss formula mm-hmm. as well as yeah. a healing formula for a number of other things. And then obviously there's the sex line, which Caroline, everybody wants to talk to us about Smolder, which is coming also to help people that, that pill that I said that the husbands wanted so that their wives would want to have sex with them, well, this is going to be something that will help get you in the mood and then help intensify sex when you actually do go there, uh, which will be a, we're not sure who's going to buy more, the men or the women, <laughs> but it's certainly exciting and it's it's good medicine. It's good stuff. I appreciate the research and the science uh, behind all of this. And I know Greenhouse Wellness is really uh, helping patients understand themselves, right? It's not just about going into a retail dispensary. So help us understand what a patient might experience when they uh, attend uh, or, or pursue greenhouse wellness. 
Well, before the pandemic, they were welcomed with crystal chandeliers and white leather seating and whimsical stools and lots of color. It's definitely not your traditional dispensary. And you're met with people that have been trained so that they're almost like chief residents. They're very smart about all things medical. And I've trained the staff to ask about more than just the medicines that they're taking. What about your medical history? What about your... Um, habits? Are you eating healthy? Are you going out in nature? Are you getting any exercise? Because it's it's one tool in our toolbox, yep. cannabis, but it's not a panacea. It takes kind of good, clean living to to really improve somebody's health. So I, I'd also love to just scratch the surface of being entrepreneurs during a pandemic. Uh, you actually did quite well financially in the heart of the pandemic. Tell us more. Well, we decided that we would go to a curbside-only model, and we were very fortunate in our dispensary is wrapped in glass, and so we can see. So we do everything curbside with the goal being very much Chick-fil-A-like. You're in and out in 45 seconds to two minutes. We've optimized our online ordering, and we want our patients to have a really good experience, and a lot of times you will see Leslie or I out on the curb greeting our patients, seeing how they are. Mm -hmm. And then I'm also now available by email. So my patients, from funny enough, all over the world will email me and get a consultation where before the pandemic, I only had 30 minutes in front of them, FaceTime. Now I can do it by email and, and set up consultations whenever works for both of us. And it just, it's just a better solution, actually. It is. So Leslie, how does that work, though? If you're doing telehealth with them, can they buy from you online if they don't live in Maryland? No, sadly, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe soon. Gotcha. Yeah. So let's switch a little bit as as we uh, close out the story, because I, I love the book. The book's called High Heels. And it's important to note that the spelling of heels is H-E-A-L-S how two women found their footing in the medical cannabis industry. We've got thousands of women listening who are entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs. You said, both of you, that you heard no a lot. What's the, the one thing that you want those aspiring entrepreneurs to know based on your experience? There is no right or wrong way to do anything. When you get in the shower in the morning, and you have this aha moment, this great idea, get out and do something about it. Even if it's just to explore the validity of it, because I think we as women give up way too soon. Yeah, there's um, just an interesting study out that say we don't have the confidence that men do. They go into many situations not having the experience or the wherewithal, but say they do, and as women, we have it and don't step up. So there are so many resources out there for women. Seriously, just jump in and try it. Gina, would you recommend that they consider uh, a dispensary or the cannabis business? I have to say, I, I think it would be great. It is so difficult to break in. This industry is wired for large multi-state operators, many of which are white male. It is very tough to break in. There's a whole new round of dispensary operators um, opportunities coming with the advent of recreational because some of those are going to be set aside for diversity and minority candidates. And I really encourage people to look at that now. So Leslie, I'm going to ask you a more um, medical focused question. So again, um, millions of women listening and they're saying, huh, 
maybe I need to check this out. What's the first thing that you would advise them to do? You know, let's say they don't live in Maryland when they want to explore medical cannabis. You know, it's, it's a great question. That's part of why we wrote our book, to be honest with you, because we wanted to not dumb it down, but we wanted to show the behind the scenes about what this industry really is and what cannabis really is. And there's a little primer about what cannabis does to your body in the back of that book that people might find helpful. So obviously I'm all about education. So unfortunately the patients are going to have to educate themselves if you're not living right here in Maryland or in a state that's going to help you learn. But that's, that's my, my cheer for the patients throughout the world is to get educated. There's tons of books out there. Um, Start reading, start researching, start looking. Cannabis is a wonderful addition to our toolbox to promote health and wellness. It's a huge anti-inflammatory and helps balance the body in ways that we're still learning so much. And I just think that the world is your oyster. So take a deep dive and start learning. And in the book with our love letter to all the women out there, yeah, it's, it's our so cheer. Yeah. It's to say you can do it too. Yeah. That is awesome. Gina Dubay, Dr. Leslie Apgar, I learned so much from you. What a delight to have you on the show. Let's talk about the book. It's called High Heels, How Two Women Found Their Footing in the Medical Cannabis Industry. And of course, it's available on Amazon and all major book retailers. But I am an avid audiobook listener, and I'm delighted that it's also available on Audible. So I encourage our global listeners to check it out. Ladies, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am just delighted to have spent time with you today, and I appreciate you both. Thank you. Thank you so much. And if you like the show, subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or SoundCloud. And even better, leave us a review because this helps brand new listeners find us online. And let me know what career-minded issues you would like for me to feature on a future show. You can find me on Twitter at C. Dowd Higgins. And a special thanks to my podcast colleagues, Laura Deck, Executive Director of Publicity and Communications, and Claire McInerney, Executive Producer. Thank you for making this show awesome for our global audience. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Thanks for listening. <laughs>